0: Good morning, and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today on this Sunday morning, when we like to talk about a particular song, a hymn, our classic Christian song, and make sure that we remember them and remember that what we're and know that what we're singing is true and from the heart. This morning, I'd like to talk about a particular song. There's a lot of talk going on right now about the subject of revival. And you may have heard in the news and Christian news and now secular news as well, talking about down what's happened at Asbury College in Kentucky. Now, I've not been there, so I can't speak about anything firsthand. Uh, what I can know is there's something interesting going on. There's something that seems unique, new, to that has not happened in quite some time. I hear criticisms of it. I heard one podcast that uh, it wasn't just meeting up to what they thought a revival should look like, and I've heard others that have been very, very glowing. And all I can say is, let's hope so. All right, let's be positive. Let's be encouraging. Let's hope God is doing something wonderful. Yes, we want to be discerning, and we want to, and we, and and we want to, but well, excuse me, we want to be discerning, but we can't discern, we can't determine how God's going to bring revival. We can't know that what he's the way he's done it in the past, he'll do it in the future. We can't uh, know what wineskins God is going to use, and all I can say is I think of how, with their sprouts, shall we say, something is sprouting, some seeds that were planted are beginning to come out of the soil. Let's not stomp on them if they're not quite what we think they ought to be. Let's water them, nurture them, encourage them. Let's see what God may do. If it's of God, it'll last. <clears throat> if it's not, I don't think we need to worry and try and stomp it out ourselves. I'm being positive. I'm being encouraged, encouraged, and I encourage and I hope you are as well. But I've been thinking also. With that being said, what does revival entail? <clears throat> And I don't know whether it always starts this way, but I will say that revival always includes the exaltation of Jesus Christ in ways that are, shall we say, supreme, in ways that are extraordinary, in ways that go beyond the ordinary. I believe I was saved during a time of revival. I believe that in the early 70s, the Jesus People Movement I wasn't officially a part of that, but that was sweeping America and other parts of the world as well, and it was not unusual at that time for people to make extraordinary commitments to Him. In fact, it was kind of usual, it was common for people to, to make great decisions and make great sacrifices out of love and joy and excitement about the Lord, and indeed, repentance Dug deep within our soul, and we hungered for God in extraordinary ways—not superficial ways, but wanted to go deeper and deeper with the Lord. Let's hope that's what we have here. So we talked about a song that might reflect this. I—I I was thinking of the song "I Surrender All." We sing this to this day, and it's a good one to contemplate if you and I want to be part of a true revival and uh, watering these seeds that are perhaps sprouting at some of these Christian colleges around the country as we hope this is a real revival. It's spread through the land. Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's hope and pray so. And if so, somewhere along the line, usually early on, there's a matter, there's great breaking of self-will, of pride, and a surrendering to God, even in extraordinary ways. Let's read this song that was written by Judson Van Deventer from Michigan who lived in, he was born in 1855, and he wrote this song when he was 41 years old in 1896. But it captures some of what we need to have in our heart should we want real real, uh, revival. Here we go. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. Make me Savior, holy thine. Let me feel thy Holy Spirit. Truly know that thou art mine. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. This captures what we've got to have, folks. This captures the heart of true revival. It says, I'll get out of the way. I surrender. I'll stop fighting you. Years ago, I've shared this before in our daily word and prayer here, if you've been with us before, one of the big decisions I made in my life many, many years ago was saying, Lord, if you and I ever disagree, I'll just settle it right now up front. You're right, and I'm wrong. It seems kind of ludicrous to have to even say it, doesn't it? But how often do we think we're right and we question God? And so we hold back. We question His love for us. We question the goodness of God. We question His commitment to us. We question if His way is really the right way, the best way. And so our flesh, we fight Him. We resist God. We resist his will. And that, my friends, blocks the blessing of God. What releases, the, what releases God is when we surrender to him. So it says in Job, yield now and be at peace with him. Thereby good will come to you. Yield to God. Surrender to God. Stop fighting God. And, and when we think of this, it involves every aspect of our life. Indeed, I'd ask you this morning, are there parts of your life that are off limits to God, parts of your life that you are keeping to yourself and say, Father, you can be, Jesus, you can be Lord of this area, and you can be Lord here, and I'll do this for you, but these other areas of my life, they're mine. I'm not surrendering here. Maybe it's your entertainment choices. Maybe it's your internet browsing practices. Maybe it's your money. Maybe it's some relationship that you just won't forgive somebody. You know God wants you to, but you just won't do it. What could it be? Maybe it's some some area, some private area, something that you say, not surrendering there. Understand, my friend, this is the type thing that blocks revival. Getting serious with God in every way possible. This is what blocks revival. Is when we have areas that we won't surrender, that are off limits to God. We read in uh, when when the perhaps the greatest revivals of all time. I think of was John the Baptist. Well, there could have been others. Jonah he saw quite a revival there in Nineveh, but I think of John the Baptist who prepared the way for the Lord. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every ravine shall be lifted up. Every mountain hill shall be brought low. This was the ministry of John the Baptist, preparing the way for Jesus, the greatest and ultimate revival of all time. And what did John the Baptist, what was his heart cry? John 3, verse 30. He said, he must increase. I must decrease. I often read that verse, and I emphasize the word he uh, must Excuse me, I emphasize the word must. He must increase. It's not optional. But for him to increase, I must decrease. Jesus, for Jesus to have more and more to be shining through my life, seen in my life, glorified in my life, he must be more and more and more. I must be less and less and less. They can't both work together. I can't be asserting my will more and having the will of Jesus in me more. We must decrease so that he can increase. This is the heart cry of revival. This is what happens when we, when we want to see revival. And then I think also I'm reminded that worship is a big part of revival. That's, that's exalting Jesus, is it not? Worship is to uh, uh, declare who or what is of ultimate worth. It's, so the word comes from the same root word, worth and Worship in the in the original language. And so when we think of exalting Jesus as being of ultimate worth, worship we must understand is a lot more than just the song I sing. And we've come today we've come today to think of worship as just something we do at the early part of our service as we're singing. No. That's not what worship is. Worship Romans 12 verse 21 The ultimate worship. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That's worship. True worship is to offer yourself to the Lord. Offer your body. Offer every bit of yourself. Holy, living and holy. You're alive. Let him make you alive and holy. Not a non-holy sacrifice, but Lord, I surrender all. I give you every bit. I am holy, or set apart, from the world, from the flesh, from the devil, to be fully yours. That's worship. So with this revival that we're reading about and hearing about, and again, I've not been there. I don't know. I'm going to hope for the best, and I'm going to believe that it's one way or another. I know the church of God, the people of God, need to grow in understanding, I surrender all. We need to grow in giving Jesus first place in everything, letting Him increase, even if it means we must decrease, and offering our bodies to Him. Not justifying our sins, not excusing our sins, but dealing with them, repenting of them, finding the power of God to walk in the victories that we read about in Scripture, that are promised in Scripture, that is always a part of true revival. And I hope we experience it. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We hear of this potential revival down in Asbury and spreading to other places, how we pray for it, Lord. We've asked for revival. We pray for revival. Lord, we We say, if you want, start with me, but if not, start with somewhere else. Start with somebody. We pray it would be real. We pray it would be genuine. We pray there'd be genuine repentance and turning from sin and selfishness and pride and greed and lust and immorality and truly exalting you, our our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we'd be like Isaiah when he saw the Lord. And the angels cried out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and his response is, woe unto me, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. I am an unclean man, and yet you came and you brought cleansing. Oh, Lord, sin is so abounding in our, in our culture, in our world. It grieves us. It breaks our heart. It, it Sometimes, Lord, we confess, seems overwhelming, and it becomes difficult for us to even believe for revival. Part of us even just says, bring judgment. That's what we deserve. But Father, you're rich in mercy. You're a merciful God. You're a kind God. And we thank you that you don't give up on people and how we pray for a revival in our land. And Lord, whether what's going on elsewhere, might, it, might there be revival in us? Might there be a new, a new devotion to full surrender, full commitment that you must increase, I must decrease. I pray there'd be no area of our life that's off limits to you. We'd be fully yours and loving you and serving you and and filled with the joy of the Lord. Oh, Father, bring it. Bring it, we pray, and cleanse us. And we know, Lord, this is a, this, this is kind of a dangerous prayer. You might touch areas of our life that are idols we don't even think about. And yet, Lord, we thank you if you do. It's for our good. You're a kind and good Father and any discipline you bring in our life is always out of a loving heart. We bless you. We love you. We surrender all in the name of Jesus to you. And we pray it in his name now. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I hope you'll join us every day. And let's pray for revival. And I pray that's, part, that's one of the reasons I'm here every day, because we know if we're going to see true change We've got to be in the Word of God every single day. So I hope you'll join me, be part of our community. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll like the video, subscribe to the channel, share with your friends. And all of you know I love you. Until we meet tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. live, Eastern Time. Until we see you then, God bless you, and and, uh, have a good day. Amen. Bye-bye.